everybody. Welcome to the $5 Bin Podcast, one of our special Christmas episodes. And my co-hosts are laughing hysterically at our jingle bells because it's Christmas time. Jingle bell. Jingle bell. Just one. Just one bell. No, That's, not sleigh bells, folks. Sleigh bell. Sleigh bell. Sleigh bell. That's all the budget could afford. <laughs> so uh, I'm your host, Jeff. With me this week is Eric. Hey, how you doing? And Amber. Hello. And this is our first of two Christmas movies that we're going to do this holiday season. Uh, hard to believe Christmas is here, folks. It's right here. And uh, first off, uh, this week we're going to conquer Ernest Saves Christmas. Yes. Okay. Mm. Yep. <laughs> you know what and, I mean? You know what I mean, Jeff? <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. The worldwide groans go on. Uh, wah, wah, wah. Um, all right. Plot of this film. This is Ernest Saves Christmas is a 1988 Christmas comedy film starring Jim Varney. It's the thir- third film to feature the character Ernest P. Worrell and chronicles Ernest's attempt to find a replacement for an aging Santa Claus. Unlike other Ernest movies, it does not have an a- antagonistic character. The film currently holds a 38%... On Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yep, that seems about right. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the third one. What was okay? So obviously it was Ernest. Ernest goes to camp. That yes. was kind of like the the first one. And I think Ernest goes to jail was second. And then Ernest scared stupid because you do a Christmas one, you got to do a Halloween yep. one too. Right. Jeff, is that on the pipe for next? Uh, Oh, that one might be. So, yeah, yeah, I was thinking we after we got done with our Halloween episode of the Burbs, I was like, "Crap, what are we gonna do next year?" I was thinking maybe like Goonies. <laughs> I was like, "That's about all I can do. I can't do super scary movies unless you want to. I'll pay for my therapy bills because <laughs> every single one of our therapy yes, bills. Yes, I can't no. take it. All right, uh, let's talk about background with this film. Eric, what is your background with this film? I've actually seen this movie many times. <laughs> many That's times. Sad. But but I've seen it many times, and then this was the first time I've seen it in probably 15 years. So I'm going to wait and hold my tongue. But but basically, I was like, really? I like this? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. This I've seen this like mo- like probably a dozen times. I'm not even kidding. Amber? Yeah, I remember this in the same way that Eric does. Um it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember seeing it multiple times. I think probably during our childhood when it was on TV a lot around this time of year. Um Oh. It was just well. I gotta be honest. I loved Ernest growing up. I, Maybe it's a childhood thing then. I totally loved Ernest. I mean, it's like slapstick, stupid humor. And he's kind but of a I, cartoon character. Oh, he is. I loved Ernest. I think we all did that. Why? That's why it warrants five movies. <laughs> five movies. Five movies. Yeah. Um, uh. My background with this is, I I don't know if I saw it in the theater. I might have. I very well might have. But I don't know when the last time I sat down and watched from start to end. And it was probably when I was little in the theater if I saw it. Because obviously, like with everything, every holiday movie this time of year, it's 
it's constantly run. This Christmas vacation, uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I know they kind of save a Christmas story for one night a year, or one twenty four hour period. Thank you, TBS. Um, yes. <laughs> so that's not on constant play, but but it used to be. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful. Uh, but I think they say if it's a wonderful life for like once or twice. I think that's a special thing. Okay. But I feel like with this and Christmas Story and Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, and then they show every effing day it's on yeah. something somewhere. Scrolling through you, yeah. I even looked at uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, Twenty Five Days of Christmas, the ABC Family. Oh yeah, that was. I could have sworn. Christmas Vacation was on there six times advertised in prime time. It's ridiculous. Like how if much you didn't catch you it today, get. you can catch it tomorrow. <laughs> if you I didn't will, get it in the five dollar bin, I know, but I will say that that movie is still one of my favorite Christmas movies. Oh, it is. But I think it's that's, overplayed. It's overplayed, but at the same time, it's also one of those movies that you miss a lot when you don't watch it on DVD or Blu-ray. Because there are a couple of scenes that they cut out that you're like, oh, you're missing that. That was a good, like, one-liner at the end of that. Same thing with, like, Friends. They do that, too, when they rebroadcast Friends episodes. Like, you know, when I got I got them all on DVD, so I watch them. I'm like, oh, you're missing a really good one-liner there. Mm-hmm. And they do the same thing with these kind of movies, too. Like, oh, you're missing a good one-liner. Let's get those commercials in. Yeah, you got to get the pay those bills because... Obviously, Ernest Saves Christmas didn't make a lot. Um, okay, so obviously we most of us have seen it. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure you've seen at least part of it. It's running constantly during this time of year. Um, I think it's even running on ABC Family's 25 Days of Christmas. So uh, let's get into the cast of this. Uh, not a whole lot of people. Not a lot of names. Not a lot of names. No. We've done some big movies. We just A couple weeks ago, we did... Uh, Romeo and Juliet that had Claire Danes, Leonardo DiCaprio, and then like Paul Rudd even had a minor role. So we're talking like big people here. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, we did uh, Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise. We did The Burbs with uh, Tom Hanks. I mean, we're talking like big stars here. Our biggest star here is uh, Jim Varney. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's about it. Yep. Uh, so Jim Varney, he played uh, Ernest P. Worrell. He's also credited for Esther Clement, Auntie Nelda, and the Snake Guy. Uh, Esther Clement and the Snake Guy. These were all like other characters that he portrayed to be. Um, so Jim Varney, how did he do? He was earnest. He was earnest. Yep. I mean, I mean, how did he do? He was earnest. He was earnest. What did you expect? Yeah, I mean. He, Pretty much with these movies, you get what you pay for. You know what you're walking into. You're not walking into a crime drama. You're, <laughs> you're walking into a an 80s slapstick film. You're not walking into an Oscar-winning no, performance. No, 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 <laughs> no. Now, mind you, he did Ernest well. As, as he was the only person that ever did Ernest, he did the character Ernest well. Well enough he to merit it. Four, four movies. Four movies. He owned it too. America loves Ernest, or loved, loved, loved Ernest. R.I.P. Yes. Jim Varney. Two thousand. Yep. He. Um, <laughs> well, he. You know, he was also in the Toy Story, Slinky, and Toy Stories. He was movie. also Jed Clampett in yes. the Beverly Hillbillies movie. Yes, oh, that yeah. came out in nineties sometime. Yep. That was about the nineties. Uh, 
hey, let's make these old ass TV shows in the movies era, like the Brady Bunch and yeah. Adam's Family. <laughs> I feel like there was seven years or eight years of like, let's bring back some old TV shows and make them into movies. Yeah, they're doing yeah. that again, though. They're doing now the oh, '80s man. movies now. Oh yeah, yeah. yikes! But but he okay, and I don't know about this. Like if I if I, I said you know I've seen this movie a lot. I've seen though Ernest goes to camp probably twice as many times as I've seen this movie. And Ernest goes to camp though. I love that movie. I absolutely. If we did Ernest goes to camp, I would even today probably give it a five because I I have so many like like lines in it from it that I've seen it so many times. Eggs erroneous. That's a secret ingredient. <laughs> Modeling clay. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not kidding you. I loved Ernest Goes to Camp. I did not like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get into a couple of the characters. We'll just go through them quickly. Uh, Douglas Seal, or Seely, who played Santa Claus. Since we don't know much about him, how do you think he ranks with other Santa Clauses in other movies? He was thin. He was very thin. I, I noticed that too. Like he was I mean, a I mean, normal old guy. He's an old guy with a beard. Yeah. And and eyebrows in need of a trim. Oh yeah, for sure. Um but thinking like He almost reminds me of the Santa Claus from um Miracle on thirty fourth Street. The redo mm-hmm. or the old one? Richard um, Attenborough. The old, the old the, one. Okay. Do, yeah, oh. he was thinner too. He yeah. was thinner. He he kind of had that same look. Well, and not that Santa has to be fat. I mean, no, let, let's but, be honest. But but he was he was like a smaller, a bowl short, full of. He laughed and his belly shook like a bowl, bowl full, full of, of jelly. jelly. Yeah. The he guy he was getting to be Santa definitely could be Santa, but yes, this but, guy no. Now, according to lore, too, Santa is a jolly old elf, which makes you think that he is. Shorter, Shorter. too. Mm -hmm. When a lot of times, say this new Santa Claus, who, uh, what was his name? Um, Oliver Clark, Joe Carruthers, was very tall. He was taller, but he was bigger. So I I will say this, though. Outside of the size component, though, he he had this almost, the way he spoke was like a sing-songy story. Kind of like, I like that, though. And I thought, oh, okay, I can see Santa Claus sounding like that. I yeah. thought he did well. I thought, you know, for Santa, we don't see too many portrayals of Santa Claus. I mean, when you talk about Miracle on 34th Street, you, you know, it's usually somebody portraying a mall Santa is what we usually see, right. that, like Bad Santa or even a Christmas story, something like that. We don't usually see Santa Claus himself. Elf was the, probably the, la- the last iteration of a real Santa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, who? There was somebody famous who played that one, too. Who was it? I can't uh, think. Find out. Uh, <laughs> quick, somebody IMDb that one. Yeah, because he he was a famous Santa well, Claus too. Uh, the what? same guy who did the voice in Up. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name though. Edward Asner. Yeah, Ed Asner. Ed, Ed Asner. Yep. Yep. So I mean, he was a uh, again. He was a big guy, but he was a tall guy. And, did you guys ever see the the '80s movie with um, the the Santa Claus movie? With a head John Lithgow in it? No. Oh, man. Watch that movie. That's a great Santa Claus. If we're talking about Christmas movies and we're talking about Christmas movies, Santa Claus, that aren't earnest, go see The Santa Claus is what it's called. Whoa, sorry. (laughs) Apparently Jeff doesn't like that that one. (laughs) That was awesome. That was was strange. It's... (laughs) Um, sorry. 
hit my drop button because that was a I great drop. It. Holy cow! Um, and the other Santa Claus I was thinking of was the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh yeah, about yeah, that one. Tim yeah. Allen was Santa Claus too, but he was definitely Tim Allen-y. very sarcastic, very uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah. Um, so I, I yeah, like he's, the he's actually, he actually has to do that. It, it, they actually have him do it at the uh-huh. end of the Pure Michigan. It's Pure Michigan, uh-huh. <laughs> but they got to cut it out, otherwise, it'd be like too cheesy. <laughs> That's Pure Michigan. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, we I have think Al- so, Tim. Oliver Clark. <laughs> As Joe Carruthers, a.k.a. the new Santa Claus. I don't know. Carruthers. 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 Such, a, such an interesting name. It is. Um, then we had uh, Noelle Parker. Haha, <laughs> her name is Noelle. That's probably why they picked her. <laughs> As Harmony Star, or what, what's her real, what they find out her real name was? Elizabeth Patricia. Patricia or something. Yeah, something or like Pamela. that. Pamela. Pamela. Yeah, Pamela. Pamela. That's what it was. Um is she going on to do anything, Eric? No. No. <laughs> I thought, like, oh, maybe she looks familiar at, at 16. And... In a bathroom. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Hold on. She's doing lines of coke in her bathroom. Right? <laughs> Merry Christmas. If you happen to listen to us, we're very sorry. I've just not seen anything coming up on your profile. So I can only assume that you're doing drugs. Oh my Eric, do you have a profile on uh, IMDb? Nope. So Lines of drugs, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Holy cow. That's the kind of show this one's going to be today. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought maybe she would go on to do something, like maybe TV actors. No? No. Nothing? There's something in 2000. Maybe a dead body in uh, NCIS. No? <laughs> something in 2014 called Picnic. Never heard of it. Me either. Nope. Maybe it never actually got made. <laughs> you know, like never was re- never released or <laughs> something. Sitting in a vault somewhere. Possibly. Um, all right. And then uh, and rounding it out, because whatever, uh, Gaylord Sartan and Bill Berg, Bergy as uh, Chuck and Bobby, respectively. Now, these two goofballs are in every earnest movie. Yes. Uh, so they're like the side characters. So the ones you see in every movie are Jim Varney as Ernest, and then Chuck and Bobby, and then obviously Vern, which is you, the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, <sighs> we're gonna go through this, mo- <laughs> <laughs> and with a big sigh, we're gonna go through this film. Um, so we begin opening up with Norman Rockwell Santa picks, and uh, somebody else did. These pictures too, but I wrote this does not fit. No, at all. No. Um, and here's what I wanted to uh, question you two: mm-hmm. is I personally don't know what kind of movie I would be seeing if that was the opening. So, what movie, what Christmas movie would be better served having that as an intro? Get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of all the Christmas movies, which one would you think would start that way? Because it's clearly not this movie. I don't know, but it'd be presented by Coca-Cola. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Oh, Coke had a lot of sponsors. Lines of Coke in your bathroom. <laughs> and we're talking about Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola classic. <sighs> so well, when... not, not this movie, that's for sure. It would be... Um... Speak in your microphone, Eric. Yeah, I think, I think it would be... I don't be... want to miss anything that you're talking about. 
Because it's so important. <laughs> no, no. Um, I actually see like a Miracle on 34th Street-esque type movie. I could see Miracle on 34th Street. I could almost even see A Christmas Story. Just because oh, of the time yeah. it was yep. set. Like okay. the period of Norman Rockwell set. kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. But not a not slapstick this. comedy, quote unquote. I honestly thought I started the wrong movie <laughs> until I saw Jim Varney flash across. Starring Jim Varney. I'm like, really? Yeah, that was a really weird way to open this movie. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we see a Santa-like character, which it turns out to be Santa. Uh, he arrives at Orlando International Airport on December 23rd. We know that because words are flashing across the screen. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you already know it's a bad movie when you get to set up everything. Like, In post. Hey, guys. <laughs> we didn't say what day it was. We didn't make it clear. <laughs> you could have flashed to the arrivals board. <laughs> yeah. You know? oh, there yeah, there you, you go. See, I could make With movies. a date and a time. Yeah, you know, like arriving at. No, no, no. We're going to flash it on the screen in post. Yep, that's uh, that's where the big budget went for this film. <laughs> you know um, what I mean, Jeff? I know what you mean, Eric. All right. Uh, so this this guy alludes to being Santa Claus a lot. Uh, he's got children looking at him with the little starry-eyed thing in the background, and the kids look at him like, oh, it's Santa. Uh, he used to know everyone's name. Uh, he, oh, the guy he was talking to, he's like, oh, so you got a lot of contacts, huh? And you're like, yeah, ha, 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 it's Santa Claus. It's Boo. Chris Kringle. It's Chris Kringle. And yeah. Did, did you notice the little twinkling sound of magic? Oh, when yeah. When he would do certain things, I'm like, ah! <laughs> now, see, here, when he was in the airport, I'm wondering why he didn't use Chris Kringle as his name for his on yes. his passport. He used Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Why does he have to have a passport? He's been breaking international law for <laughs> years, <laughs> centuries. He's flying in and out of no-fly zones. You know, Santa's the only guy who can get in North Korea. I'm not kidding. Amen. Anyway. Uh, so he's got a, a big ass sack he's carrying around too. I mean, this is beating you over the head now. Here's one thing I thought about this movie as a whole before we go any farther. This movie bounces around a lot. Almost so, and I equated it to a sitcom. Okay, so normally, if you haven't realized this yet, it happens in your sitcoms. Um, take Let's take Friends, for instance. Friends, there's always three stories going on at the same time. You'll have, say... Chandler and Joey have a problem that they have to solve. And Ross and Rachel have a problem to solve. And Phoebe and Monica have a problem that they have to solve. And so they're all solving their problems. And you go back and forth, back and forth through the whole thing. And maybe they'll end up together at the end in the coffee shop. That is this movie. Okay. You've got uh, Ernest and Harmony, usually. Mm -hmm. And sometimes Santa coming in and out. You've got... uh, What's his name? Uh, Carruthers. Carruthers and his agent and sometimes Santa coming in and out. And then you've got his agent Bobby and like Chuck. Carmen. He did. <laughs> he doesn't look he like Carmen. Did, yeah. to, like 90, like uh, Who's a 80s, 90s, yeah, 90s, 90s guy in the Christian 80s. Rocker, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got the suit with uh, his the suit jacket rolled up to uh. his sleeves and everything. Hey, man, how's it going? Uh, just a real sleeves ball. But yeah, then you've got Bobby and Chuck. 
And there are scenes where you're with Bobby and Chuck for literally 30 seconds. And the 30 seconds you're with Bobby and Chuck is to get Ernest starting his car, going someplace. You see Bobby and Chuck, and now Ernest has arrived where he's supposed to go. So there's it's just back and forth, back and forth all the time. So when we're talking about this film, I'm going to try and talk like you're seeing the movie. But then I'm going to try and condense it. It's going to not always match up. So, because I said, like I said, there's tons of bouncing around and it's really, mm-hmm. if I did that and I'd be like, and then Ernest driving a cab and then he goes this and then Bobby does this and then Santa does this. And so I'll try and keep it as best I can. Um, so Ernest works for a cab company and this guy will talk your ear off. If you think I talk a lot, Ernest talks a lot too. Um, Ernest drops off his passenger and ends up picking up Santa. Uh, we then move to Bobby and Chuck, who are getting crates off the plane, and then we go into running gags. We've got um, uh, Bobby or Chuck. I can't remember who's who. I don't know. I don't know. One of them gets a crate. The big smashed. guy and the little guy. Big guy and the little guy. Yeah, it's easy go. to remember. So the little guy gets smashed. It's kind of like Laurel. It's like Laurel and Hardy. I mean, it's like it's pretty like much a guy that doesn't talk. Little guy, big guy that talks and is in charge of the show. Yep. Um, so the, the, a crate falls on the little guy. You see him driving away. He's stuck on the crate. Ha ha ha. Um, Ernest stops on the highway to pick up a Christmas tree. He causes a big accident, but it's okay. Cause the tree's okay. Um, <laughs> Chuck's eyes. I think it's Chuck. Yeah. One of the big guy is at the warehouse. Oh, yeah. His eyes constantly move back yeah. and forth. <laughs> and you hear that all the time that you move I should around. try doing that. I can't do it. No one's eyes can move that fast. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have myself a headache. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And then you've got the reindeer's hooves crashing through the crate. It's like, I think I hear something. And then all of a sudden you're... <laughs> and then the reindeer crashes through the crate. It was it's actually funny. pretty fun. It was kind of... And they screw... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> It was really that. That was okay. Um, okay, so we get we then jump to a random girl ducking out on the on the check that she's supposed to pay for, and then hops into the cab with um, Santa Claus and Ernest and introduced Harmony. Our anti again, we don't have an antagonist in this, but I feel like there's just a lot of maybe the agent, maybe. But not enough to really. It's just be like unfortunate situations. They're just yeah. It's not people really issues. It's not. That's what I think this one could need. If the agent was really more prominent, and I don't know, he's it's like the Muppets. He's an oil tycoon trying to take over. There's got to be something. There's got to be you yeah. know, just the fact that Joe Carruthers really doesn't know if he wants to be Santa Claus isn't going to drive this movie. You know, right? And I think that that's what this is missing. Maybe if the the agent was, I don't know, physically holding Joe back. The, see, the, even then, it's like... But you still can't make it work. You can't make this... There's no way you can make this a movie work without an antagonist. I mean, that we, if you're listening to this and you've been through high school, you know you have to have a protagonist and an antagonist. It's been like that from the dawn of time. When you don't have one, you're... You need to have some kind of a conflict, and there really isn't a conflict in yep. this. It's just you like need to get inconvenience. To the a what? <laughs> what? The denouement. Don't curse on this show. <laughs> if you're going to tell no, me, and no what is really a denouement? Know. I forget. 
Isn't that the period after the resolution? Uh, it doesn't matter. What? Never mind. You just derailed us. <laughs> this is what derailed this podcast. Let it be said. When Amber uses a big word yep. that nobody knows. Yep. yep. And oh. let me my, let me remind you, for those of you that can't see us because we're on radio podcast, <laughs> she's wearing a Harvard University <laughs> sweatshirt. And representing them well. Yep. I'm going to use some big words. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. I know it's actually, I've actually heard it, but I forget what it means. Oh, shut up. You've never heard it. Script writing class. Hello. Horrible. Don't even start with me, Eric. I won't. <laughs> you have not heard that word before. I probably heard some of those words together. To get, but not together. You've heard them separate. <laughs> day. For day. day. A new, new. like new, new, something new. Moi. moi the, me. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Day, new, <laughs> moi. So it's a new day for me. That's what it means. Oh. There you go. Is that actually what it means? Yeah. No, it is not what it means. <laughs> you un- anyway. You uncultured swine didn't go to Harvard University. You had to say I went to Dartmouth. Harvard. Sorry. And Jeff I went, went to, Brown. to Cornell. Cornell. Or Brown. <laughs> so there we are. Anyway. All right. So we meet Joe Carruthers at this children's museum, and Santa tries to convey that he wants Carruthers to be the new Santa. Um Whatever. So Santa forgets his sack and Ernest's cab, so there's a problem. <laughs> Eric Chick has said no, not as you. Not really a So Ernest gets fired from the cab company because he gave a free ride to Santa because all Santa had was, like, play money. And, haha, Santa gave a lot of real money to a kid a few years ago, and he got stuck with the play money. Fail. Fail. <laughs> uh, so we head to Vern's house. If you've never experienced being Vern, that is you. Uh, this was the same way uh, Ernest, the Ernest character was basically created for a series of commercials. If you did not know that, the more no. you know. Do, 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 do. So what kind of commercials? Uh, it was for a local convenience store. And it kind of went from there. So he's, he's like, hey, Vern, you got to go down to the convenience store. So it kind of took off. And... This was before the internet, so it's kind of a big deal that you know. So a local commercial kind of character is derived off a local care local like local. That is crazy. I did not know that. That's funny. So and this is again, this is before the internet. So like now it'd be like, oh, this is funny. Let's put it on YouTube. That didn't exist. So for this to kind of get legs to make a movie out of it is kind of a huge deal. Totally. Um. So he's going through, breaking things, wrecking Vern's house. That's what happens. You as Vern, your house gets destroyed, your car gets wrecked. That's what it is. Um, so Santa gets sent to the cops because Joe's agent thinks he's crazy. I, This is kind of extreme. Like, I don't like the guy, so I'm going to send him to jail? That didn't make any sense. I didn't either. It's like, oh, you think you're Santa. All right, I'm going to have you arrested. For, for what? thinking it, what? you're somebody you're not. Because... <laughs> How many people do I know that you go to jail? Yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> now, again, hard to suspend reality for me, but the, it takes a huge leap here because, okay, I could kind of understand, hey, look, Eric's on my property, and he thinks he's Santa Claus, and I think he needs to be arrested. That's one thing. The agent gets him arrested because he's at the Children's Museum. A public place. A public place. It. 
It's like you have no authority to get somebody. This makes no sense whatsoever. But he had to create a problem. Yeah, yeah. For this, the movie to actually folks, keep going. This is the problem of the movie. <laughs> Eric is. I'm hitting my head against the mic. This is like this is the big moment where it's like, oh man, this is this movie's problem. As you will find out, it will be easily solved. One of many problems. One of many small problems that gets easily solved. So uh, then we shoot back over to Bobby and Chuck. Where the reindeer take over the warehouse. Oh, yeah. There were reindeer in those crates, by the way. Yes. Those crates had reindeer that fell over on their side, had a live reindeer in it. That reindeer would have died. I was just going to (laughs) say. But they're flying reindeer. And remember, they'd shoot up. But they didn't shoot up until one at a time. So it didn't shoot up at the time it was in there. It would have died. Were they at the top of the box? And they just rode to a different side of the box when it rolled over. They're magic. They're tiny. Christmas magic. <laughs> and you had to keep this bell. Aren't around. they eight tiny? They can all fit in one box, maybe. Why they have to come in eight so many? Tiny reindeer. Yeah, they were tiny reindeer. Yeah, they and were if regular Santa was an reindeer. elf, this is like blowing my mind right now. Yeah, we're we're really discovering something here. These shouldn't be regular size reindeer. They should be tiny reindeer. He's a human raised by elves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a human raised by humans. Oh, cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> eat my cotton ball. Oh my uh, so Ernest opens the sack, and apparently with this movie, it's not just a never-ending sack of toys. Uh, it starts out as a glowing ball, and then that turns into a toy. Or whatever they want. Or whatever they want. Except Harmony can't get it to work, and it just ends up being flamingos. Uh, lots. And lots. And-, and that monster toy. Do you guys kind of remember that? Toy? Yeah, I remember those. Did you have one? Of them? I did not have one. I didn't. What have was one. it? What was it called again? I don't remember. Was that mon- It was like a something a monster. purple monster yeah. with like yeah. green. Well, it was the eighties, so everything oh, was neon. Neon and horrible. Um. So Ernest and Harmony try to find Santa. Uh. So they get him out of jail. <laughs> Just by walking in and taking him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, I got ahead of myself. So we, the next morning we find, <laughs> sorry, I, I whatever. So, the story is so the deep. Story, so it, I, <laughs> I'm missing really good details. So the next morning we see that uh, Ernest's house, which we've all seen houses like close to this around Christmas time, uh-huh. but gaudy crap all over. Um, it's like Christmas threw up on their house. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's like everything at... Uh, Oh, what's the, the great outdoors or Home Depot? Every piece of plastic that lights up. I want see, but that, like this was like plastic time. So yeah. now, now the big thing, like blow you, up. Got, you got like sixty blow ups <laughs> in like a space that maybe could hold one, maybe. But you you're, like, you're gonna fit sixty because this is America. America. At Christmas. I got, I got my Jesus. I got my Jesus, <laughs> Jesus blow up nativity. Santa bowing down to the Jesus. I got Santa in a NASCAR. I got Santa in the sleigh above. Okay, him. so I'll, I'll tell this. I'll tell this funny story. Real quick. So when um, my my wife's from from kind of country anyway, but her um, one of her sister's old boyfriends, no joke, had um, baby Jesus in a NASCAR being pulled by flamingos. Merry Christmas. America. This isn't that actually, and I, I do have to say, this isn't that far from where Amber grew up. Hey! <laughs> and it was on every lawn. Not that I've ever seen. Hey, Jesus, Jesus in number eight. 
Go! Oh Go, Junior! My parents have always... <laughs> I love Dale, Junior. Um, my parents have always had a very low-key, like, nativity scene in front of their house. And it looks... It looks it's all white, so it's, it looks kind of classy. So one year, they, they went on vacation and like, oh, we're not decorating this year. So in front of their lawn, we put a... Blow, this is when blow-up first started coming out. So we put up a blow-up Santa on a chopper. <laughs> when they enter the house, they're like, who has that gaudy thing? As they're driving up, they're like, oh my God, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great joke. We still have it, and we're trying to find somebody's lawn to put it on. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it made the movie. Yeah, I think at Eric's lawn, it needs to go on. Like, there who the go. hell has that? Oh, it's me. <laughs> I, I take Santa on a hog. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest looking thing. Um, so, yeah. Guys, we're Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> I, there is. Um, we we always used to go to my cousin's house uh, for Christmas, and the, I always theirs was always the worst. Not my cousin's, but there was a house next to theirs that was always the worst. And we always used to wait. And they even like up until a couple years ago, they still had the plastic uh, toy soldiers, and it looked like a war was about to go down <laughs> because they had uh, their uh, walkway to their house was the dividing line, and they had. Two infantries of uh, toy soldiers looking at each other across the way. Like, blue, what is the red, yeah. what is going oh on here? This is like it, it had it was a really small house, but every inch was covered in plastic stuff, not lights, plastic stuff. The different Santa Clauses, the African American Santa, the white Santa, the <laughs> it was like. Dude, stop. You need to take out like a, uh, what do you call them, a storage unit just to house this stuff. It's crazy. I always do wonder what they do with all that. You know, mm-hmm. It's like, what do you do with the well, other the, 11 months of the year? The blow-up stuff fits away nice. Yep. It, you know, you can fit it in a box or something. But that plastic stuff, that does not get smaller. Fold, you can't fold that. No, you're not putting that anywhere. So I haven't derailed us. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're to, this we're, derailment was really. About we're trying. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, because this movie sucks so much, we're only going to be spending ten minutes on it. So. All right, okay. All right, so uh, here we go. Da, 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 da. Uh, Ernest finds San, uh, out that Santa's in jail, and him and Harmony head to the jail. They pretend to work for the government to get a tour, and they just get Santa out. There you go, folks. Problem solved. That's how you do it? Yep. You pretend you work Al-Qaeda, for the Al-Qaeda, you listening? Yep. That's how you get people out of jail. Um, so this is interesting, though. Okay, so this is a take on Santa um, that I don't know that we've had before. So Santa has to change over to somebody else because over time he loses power and it dwindles until he passes it on to somebody else. So that they can then be Santa. I think that's the first time I've heard that. Anybody else hear anything? Because like with the Santa Claus, he fell off the roof. Which, oh, that's right. <laughs> what the heck? I was I was gonna say the Santa Claus, but you're right because he fell off. Santa died in that movie. He it's was really murdered. Sad. How sad! Well, manslaughter, for... manslaughter, right there. Yeah, it was. Man, I would say manslaughter because it was an accident. And he. Died. I don't think so, Tim. And then yeah, he exactly. put on the jacket, and then he was Santa Claus from then on. So that's pretty much it. 
Um, so Ernest and Santa head to the studio um, to find Carruthers because they wanted him to be part of this. Uh, what is it? Sleigh ride, which is a horror movie. No, Christmas sleigh. Christmas sleigh. I do it. Was a- Christmas sleigh. <laughs> you know what's sad? I think there is a movie something like that where. If you look on Netflix, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like starring Joe Carruthers. Yeah. <laughs> he actually went back and made the movie. But the, okay, so they they show this. This movie. isn't a real movie. They show this monster, and this is a monster. Talk about. We don't even know what this movie is. We put no thought into this monster. So the monster comes through in this, in this supposed scene. It's a swamp thing. I get okay. It's a swamp thing, but it's got cables. Yeah. And, like electrical cords around it. Is it a robot swamp thing? It was fighting a Christmas light. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into your display outside. <laughs> yeah, too much stuff. <laughs> you for not cleaning it up. Get the rope lights. It was an environment. Oh, I'm stuck in the it net. It was an environmental piece. <laughs> an inconvenient toxic, sleigh ride. It's like toxic Avengers or something like that. <laughs> the Toxic Avenger saves Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Uh, here, or Ernest is the snake wrangler, which I thought was funny. When yeah. it, I thought this was good. I. Again, the bar being as low as it is for this film, <laughs> okay. I actually like the This is one of the more entertaining two minutes of this film. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's talking about the, the python. Oh, I only want the pythons. I don't know. It's Santa's playing with the rattle in the back. It, it was entertaining to me. Again, the bar being as low as it is, this was the best part of the movie for me. Um, So we learned... It also, when the uh, Swamp Thing goes to attack Joe, he can't say son of a bitch. Fortunately, we can on this podcast. We're PG-13. We're, uh... <laughs> but he couldn't say it. We're all about Jesse here, bitch. <laughs> uh, for you Breaking Bad people. All right. Um. So, then again, we go to the warehouse, back to the warehouse. Animal Control has a little thing. Ha, ha, ha. Animal Control scared by the... Reindeer flying on the roof. All right. Here, here's another thought. Again, I'm watching this movie and I have little stars because I have random thoughts during this movie because my mind easily wandered. Why does Santa wait till December 23rd to track down his replacement? That's actually brilliant. I don't know why. Because <laughs> otherwise we'd have no story, no movie. Again. Maybe time is the antagonist. <laughs> the antagonist of this movie is Santa Claus Santa's, procrastination. Santa's, Santa's fading memory. I don't know. <laughs> oh, crap. It's December 23rd. I better find a replacement. Uh, I don't want to do this one more Seriously. time. Maybe he was like, I don't want to do this this year. I'm going to go find a replacement. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that, like this whole could have been solved if you worked on this in May. Yeah. Um, okay. So Santa finally gets to explain things to Joe. Um. But he's got feathers in a bag because Harmony replaced the bag with feathers and blah blah blah. So, so Joe doesn't Joe doesn't believe him. So, yeah. So he thinks he's a crazy old man, which he is. Would well, pretty much. I mean, if somebody says he's Santa Claus, I mean, you're gonna think he's nuts. Oh, absolutely. So, um, so at this point, Harmony heads to the train station with the sack again. Minor problem that she. Leaves with the sack again, easily solved. Um, 
the elves arrive at the airport, which, as Amber pointed out, are leftover munchkins. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Eric pointed it. So one of you mentioned it. They yeah. were actually munchkins from they actually uh, were. Uh, Wizard of Oz. They're like the last remaining. There's only a couple left. I mean, obviously this movie a was 88, amount. but there's... Oh, <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm giving you two for that one. It's great. You're getting three. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Just that you had to pause that long after I said it. Because <laughs> I looked at you like, really? Yeah. Really. And I'm just standing here shaking my head. <laughs> That's what we've stooped to now. Um, so the elves arrive at the airport. Ernest heads to the warehouse to help our elves get the reindeer. Uh, Harmony gets guilt tripped, uh, guilt trip, I guess is a better way to put it, um, by these kids that are just in the airport. Again, more throwaway. This movie's only an hour and a half, yet uh, there's so many throwaway scenes. And there's so, so much could, useless stuff. It could stuff. have been a 30-minute sitcom. Do you think this was originally made for TV? And they're like, oh, let's just spend a little bit more money. I could see it as a made-for-TV movie because it's – what is it, an hour and 30-some minutes? Yeah. That would give you 22 for commercials. You can cut a couple pieces of it. If you got it down to, what do you think, hour and 15 minutes? Yeah. Cut 15 minutes of it, That because you got to have time for commercials and that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you could. this could have easily been a made-for-TV movie, but they put it in a, the theaters. And being the third movie, too, I'm not sure how much the other one's made, but. Actually, I think this was. I was looking back. Actually, this is the second movie. Second. This is the second movie after Ernest goes to camp. Oh. So this is this is the sequel. Yikes! Mm. All right. Um, we well, had we made a year later. Actually, Ooh, it shows. <laughs> um. Okay. So we then head to Diamond World Pictures uh, for Joe's contract signing. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I sure did. They had a graph. Two graphs, actually, yes. with yeah. the declining sales yeah, in like a, uh, what is it? Like a uh, cardboard graph that's cut out that looks like the stock market is going down. It was not. It was like, really? That's the kind of budget you have for this yep. film? At Diamond, oh, man. Diamond Gyms. <laughs> Diamond World Pictures. No, Diamond World, sorry. Um, and it, Another thing, this was a really bossy production company. The guy usually got like, hey, Eric, you really want to be a part of this film, don't you? Oh, this is such a great opportunity for you. They basically went, you don't have any other options because you're a washed up (laughs) POS. And this is about as good as it gets. They canceled your show. You got nothing. I'm like, that's not really how you win somebody over to take a job. Now sign the contract and shut up. (laughs) That's right. Take it and like it. I hate you. That's pretty much what they're doing. Like, really? Yeah, exactly. You're not winning people over with this. Uh, so basically, Joe walks out on them because uh, he sees uh, uh, Ernest flying the sleigh. Oh, yeah. Ernest is flying the sleigh. <laughs> and obviously, it goes wrong. <laughs> so there's like, what? 10 minutes of footage of him just flying around. Yeah, that part could have been cut. Um, and it wasn't that funny. No, it wasn't. And it was so long. He, like, goes for a toll booth. He Okay, he's followed by the Air Force, 
which sends uh, jets out, after, which is clearly stock footage of jets <laughs> flying around at night. Yeah. At night. Um, and then they cut to the Air Force where there's two guys. <laughs> there's one guy looking down, which I don't know where you look down at a computer uh, that's built into your desk at the Air Force. Um, but behind them is a lot of blinking lights. Like, like it's really bad. It's like a stage production of a high school would do something with blinking lights. It's a machine. Ooh, I bet that's expensive. It's got lots of blinking lights. What's this blinking light? I don't know. Don't touch it. Whatever you do, don't touch it. This whole thing's going to hell. Touch it. So, so Santa's waiting at the Children's Museum, and in comes Harmony with the sack uh, for Santa. Joe then arrives, says he'll take the job, uh, and through a handshake, Joe then turns into Santa Claus because the magic of one Santa goes to the other one. Uh, so what what happened to the old Santa? He was a normal guy. His powers were depleted, much like Bilbo Baggins when he lost the ring. So he just, like, gets old. He's, and yeah, he's super old. I would maybe he ages like Bilbo because it took Bilbo a while to catch up. But look how <laughs> look how old Carruthers got in that one handshake. Yeah, I don't know. The, anyway, the I, the Santa. What happened? To, what about Mrs. Claus? Does Mrs. Claus now have to like live with Carruthers? I don't. Well, think we're gonna get to that know, at the end of this because uh, Santa Claus, you know, <laughs> he gets it on. Um, so Ernest then delivers the sleigh. Um, Ernest joins Santa, who is now Joe, or Joe, who is now Santa, on the sleigh ride, and Harmony gets to go with. Uh, here's where Santa then, uh, left with the old secretary from the Children's Museum, picks her up. Basically. It, yeah. Santa's still got it. Apparently, Mrs. Claus is not in the picture, or they yeah. have a... She Well, she says, um, oh, I'm sure we can... F- think of something to do it's like yeah. what is going oh, yeah. on implied wow. it's happening senior citizen sex <laughs> well i'm sure a lot of I'm time sure on it hands. happens but they are in orlando though there's That's plenty true. of things to go on That's you know, they, true. they could have been going to disney they could have gone to universal no <laughs> it's happening um <laughs> if it, it's, I, I immediately thought of that parks and rec episode where all the senior citizens are having sex and uh, the STDs, they all have STDs. Oh my gosh, I've got, never seen so, that. So they've got to like, uh, yeah, it's it's really, really fun. Eric is like losing it. It's a really good episode but of Parks and Rec. But when she said that at the end of the movie, or he said that, or whoever, it was like, seriously? Did oh, you yeah. just That's how that? you're going to end this. Old people need <laughs> that loving That is too. how they ended it. It was yep. so weird. Well, actually, they uh, end it He's with, like, hey, new wife! <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo! Um, they end it with Merry Christmas and to all a good night etched in Christmas magic. Yeah. Christmas magic. Yeah. Um, and then flashing below that, know what I mean? Know what I mean? Uh, and then uh, very quickly, which I now I think that this throwaway little part would have been post-credits, which is how they would have done this part. But they left it right after that part. Uh, we cut to Bobby and Chuck at the warehouse and they're trying to figure out what new package has arrived, and out pops the ears of the Easter Bunny. It's coming next, folks. Yep. 
They were trying sequel? to set them up for a sequel. I oh. think they were just trying to be funny. I don't know if this is a setup for a sequel. I think it was just, haha, we're all about the holidays here now. So, yeah, that's Ernest Saves Christmas in all of its wonderful, fantastic glory. All right. Now we're going to play our weekly bi well, episodic game. <laughs> episodic. Episodic. Oh, good word. There you go. Good well, denouement. <laughs> denouement. Hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> I did. I looked it up just to make sure, but I'm correct. It's the final part of a play, movie, or narrative in which the strands of the plot are drawn together and matters are explained or resolved. That it's an actual thing. There you go. I'm sure it is. There so, you go. So we'll use it we'll use it in an upcoming episode. Yeah. I did, would hope so. Somebody else has to use it and use it in context. Yes. Please can you give me the origin of the word? Is it French? Can you use it's it French. in a sentence? It's French. <laughs> it's a French word called denouement. <laughs> Could I have a secondary? It's, all right. Time for our game. Box office bonanza. Here's our drop. $70 million. I'll go with 100 just to see if I can get there. Um, I'm going to say 30 The scary movies cost nothing to make. Yeah. 25 It was in the top three for its opening weekend. Oh, I'm I'm going to go lower. The <laughs> correct answer is $8.1 million. Oh, my goodness. Almost a year later before it shows up in the U.S. Just know that they spent $50 million on this movie. I'm saying five. I should start blogging. That's our new drop. Hope you guys like it. All right. The budget for this film. Now, it comes with a little asterisk saying estimate. What? (laughs) So, (laughs) obviously, some people didn't turn in some receipts for this one. Um, but it comes up with an estimate. Estimated budget for this movie, $6 million. Eric's face says it all. <laughs> they really they really spent $6 million. $6 million. Is that, is that like a default number they have to say, and that's why it says estimate? Like, uh, $6 million? Give or take. There I don't know. No Give or take a million? Way. $6 million. Because they're not spending it on cast. Special effects? <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I think that's my first snort. I think it is, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what are you spending the effects on? You turn the camera over for the reindeer on the roof. Old, Flying sleigh? Flying sleigh? Flying sleigh, maybe. In 1988. Does it, the the, the handshake? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's I, not anyway. a lot of special effects in this film. All the cars they wrecked in the highway scene. How much made? do you think it cost to get Vern on? <laughs> cost you nine bucks. <laughs> uh, this time, probably five. I don't know. can't remember what prices were in 88. All right. Budget, six million. Amber, you get to go first. Oh, um, six million. Well, when did it come out? 88. No, no, no. Like, was it summer or November, Christmas? I think. So it was yeah. around Christmas. It was a Christmas time. movie. Okay. Um, 14. 14. Eric. He was popular. Mm, I'm going to say it's like 25. And our winner is Eric. Gosh. Oh, wait. Hold on. Didn't have it turned up. Eric. Man, back to back. Look at you. You suck. $28.2 million at the box office. Wow. That's a lot for this movie. Yeah. Again, good investment. Uh, Made four times its budget. More than. Unbelievable. You know what I mean? Know what I mean? <laughs> Apparently they did. Wow. 
Um, this movie missed out on some awards, even some Razzies. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad. Even some Razzies, but it didn't, it wasn't as bad as some of the movies that year, apparently. Um, but it does have some, uh, interesting tidbits. Interesting, maybe, to you Disney fans. Again, I, uh, haven't seen that Touchstone logo that it started off with in a long time. That was a... The 90s brought a lot of Touchstone films, even Was 80s. Touchstone too. owned by Disney? Yes, they're owned by Disney, but they're now defunct. So, but I feel like that logo with the and then Touchstone Pictures, that I've seen that a billion times, mm-hmm. but now you don't see it anymore. Uh, this was the first major feature production filmed almost entirely in Orlando, Florida. Um, and the unfinished Disney MGM Studios. Oh. So, uh, Disney MGM Studios, it's now Hollywood Studios, which would probably be called something else within the year, um, uh, opened in 1998, or 1989, sorry, um, but uh, the uh, Vern's house was actually located in a facade on Residential Street at the park uh, for the studio Backlot Tour. So, in that Backlot, they had the Golden Girls house, Vern's house, that it was basically a street of fake houses that they just drove you down like okay who whose house is this ah it's a step-by-step house all right there you go that's their house so it's just the front of a house there's nothing behind it um but yeah this was i think they used even some streets in the mm-hmm. backlot tour and uh the main street uh, new york street and all that stuff but this was before the park actually opened so they actually filmed stuff here i personally miss the fact that they do not film anything there anymore um I miss that fact. They used to film Hercules and Xena and all that stuff was filmed there. But now it's, yeah. It's just it's taking like, your money. They're just taking your money, man. That, I like got, that. We already got their money. What are they going to do? Yeah. See, I like, I like that stuff, <laughs> all right, though. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. uh, I like that stuff, though. I like behind the scenes in movies. I mean, that's one of the reasons we do this show is, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. And I love learning about that kind of stuff. But now it's just like, oh, yeah, here's a ride based kind of on a movie. Ugh, take it or leave it. Oh, man. I missed that. Here's stuff. a ride based on Aerosmith. Who would yeah. have thought that? Yeah. <laughs> or uh, they used to they used to draw some of the uh, animated films there. They mm-hmm. outsourced all that stuff now, too, so they don't even do that. It's like, man, you got a, a lot of cool stuff was done here, but not anymore. It's like kinda, the Ernest movie. Like the Ernest movie. Or, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, Little Mermaid was half drawn here. Well, that's cool. I had something to say. The tail half or the, the human t- half? <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. But I'm yes. Oh, sorry. Wrong one. You've been awful on the drops. <laughs> You've just been terrible. I need to rewrite that one. This drum roll. I figured that was like a... But on, but no, I don't have one of those. New anymore. rule. We put all drops in a post. Yeah. There you go. Just going to do all songs now. It's going to rewrite a song for like the plot and just sing over it be horrible that'd be great um okay so that is pretty much Ernest saves christmas uh because we have to <laughs> how would you rate this movie amber you get to go first oh, like a one because <laughs> you have to give it a one or we could... oh it was just awful it was really awful and i I don't know what I saw in it as a as a young person thinking maybe just because the whole cartoon esque version you know like that that is earnest mm-hmm. you know like it's it's funny to a child maybe mm-hmm. but 
I struggled through this one. Yeah, my my fifteen year old self or ten year old self, maybe. Oh no, wait, it would be eighty eight. Seven. Six. 86, 7, you know, when I probably actually watched it and understood I was 10, my 10-year-old self would have given it a 5 and been like, this is the best movie ever! <laughs> oh, I love Ernest! Now I'm like maybe negative 5. I mean, it's just awful. I hate it. I've given it a 1. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback with you guys. This is, I think this is the first universal 1 oh. that we've done sweep across the board. This is this bad. Will, this will not make your holiday seasons bright. No, and you know what? It's It's... <laughs> I ha- like I, I think I said before, I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing. Like I've scrolled through and seen ABC Family or whatever it is on, and I'll watch it and I'll watch like from one commercial to another commercial and then move on, mm-hmm. like just channel surfing. To sit through this whole thing, guys, I sat through this for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, we all did. I think we, we, we pretty much did. across the board. We sat through this to hopefully give it a decent rating. And, like, I really tried to like this. And Those are hours we could have been sleeping. Hour and a half I will never get back from my life. Amen. That <laughs> this movie was a struggle to get through. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I, I feel like I have a warm place in my heart for Ernest. But I think 32-year-old Jeff says... Screw Ernest. I really don't like I I may go back and now you're saying Ernest goes to camp you still like. I do. It has some memorable things. It's but funny. when's the last time you saw it? <laughs> Good point. That, is that yes. So I'm I'm wondering if like you were saying, if Ern is it just this movie? Because again, we talked it it said it I think I got this off of Wikipedia or even uh, IMDB. The fact that there's no antagonist in this movie that showed like yeah. when normally I, I Ernest would... goes to camp has an antagonist. I mean, it's and there's a whole to do about the it. The Muppet know? movie has an antagonist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's his name wants to put an oil, uh, buy oil, or make a, a no uh, Kermit into frog legs? That's what he wants to do. They're like it's an antagonist. There's a problem. Every point in this movie is solved in instantaneously. It's like. There has to be some kind of overarching problem that they have to solve, but there's just, oh, the sleigh got out of control because Ernest is a freaking moron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he solved it. Whoop-dee-doo. Oh, Santa's in jail. All you got to do is impersonate a government official and you can get somebody out of jail. It's not like they had to, like, break him out. It's just the, this movie just dragged yeah. and dragged. And I- the fact that they were bouncing around, you couldn't really, like, grasp on what time i'm gonna admit that i got up and made some tea and stuff <laughs> during this movie and didn't pause it so um <laughs> there may have been times you're like sure jeff that happened <laughs> i'm sorry i always you remember that line every mm-hmm. every other movie we've watched i have made sure to watch every single minute of it as much as it pained me this one, I'm like, I'm going to go make some tea. I don't think anything's going to happen that I'm going to miss. So, <laughs> Oh, did it drive the plot along? Oh, wait, I know the plot. Oh, that's right. I think this might go down. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this might go down as the worst movie we've done so far. Yep. Yes. Correct. There was really no redeeming value for me. <laughs> the only one. Man, I'll take Safe Haven over this. 
Wow. And that's saying something. That I would rather watch really Safe Haven. really saying again. something. You hated Safe I hated, Haven. I hated Safe Haven. Jeff, do you want to go see the new Nicholas Sparks film? <laughs> F no. Sure. I bet well, you, okay, hold I on. Bet you I can tell you how it goes. If you give me, if you give me a choice, Ernest Saves Christmas or the new Nicholas Sparks film, you know the what re- we're going the, to do. The re-release of Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> you know what we're doing, Eric? Watching Nicholas Sparks. I know. <laughs> so yeah, this was I, this was a movie that you should stay away from, and I I completely. What if they did an Ernest movie written by Nicholas Sparks? <laughs> I would love God, to see that you know movie I mean? poster. No, I mean no. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Starring who? Jim Varney, old Jim Varney, old Jim Varney, dead. I mean, the corpse of Jim Varney. Well, that's okay. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. In a in a in a reality, suspended reality. Jim. Varney's oh, he's still, still alive. alive. Okay, in this reality, Jim. This is a reality where the towers are still standing, <laughs> and Jim Varney's still alive. Okay, I got you. Oh my god! I can't believe you said that. <laughs> this is the alternate reality. Okay, I got you. So he starts Where Al Gore with, was president and, and the towers and Nicholas so- Sparks directs a Jim Varney film. <laughs> oh my gosh. Co starring Reese Witherspoon. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I we have not done a film with her. I cannot stand her. Me either. Oh man. But wouldn't that be just a treat? <laughs> I would love to see that movie poster. <laughs> Jim Varney <laughs> Jim Varney's Whoa. like this holding her and he looks like Making, making like a making his like top lip and his bottom lip go different ways while he's like holding her out like what am I supposed to do with this know what I mean she walks out in a, in a tight dress and his eyes go <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So yes, I would say don't watch this film. As much as, you know, if you don't believe us, really sit down. If you I honestly was kind of half looking forward to this film because I thought of Ernest very nostalgic like and i was like what in the world so maybe you think differently hit us up on facebook uh you can uh email us five dollar bin podcast at gmail all spelled out five dollar bin podcast uh like us on facebook uh find me on twitter your host jeff i mean tell me i'm wrong please maybe it's me maybe i'm just a grinch all of us maybe i'm just a grinch and I don't like Christmas, but I don't like this movie. Um, but yeah, so that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, next f- next time we do a full episode, it's going to be another Christmas episode. You're going to have to find out next week. And then uh, don't forget, on uh, the, the week in between Christmas and New Year's, we're going to do our 2014 year in review. So we're going to do best movie, worst movie. Uh, what else do we say? Best performance, worst performance. Mm-hmm. Most surprising, most disappointing, biggest letdown. I think we changed the topic. Yeah. Didn't yeah. name too. Biggest letdown. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we're going to have a bunch of good stuff coming up. Uh, tell your friends, like us on Facebook. Please tell your friends. We love all of our listeners, especially you guys in the Philippines. I see you out there. You're out there. <laughs> Amber's laughing. Hey, I got. I get the stats. I know. I know. We're, I we're know. big in the Philippines. <laughs> all right, so that's going to do it for us. Road show. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Woo! Budget. Let's get it in the budget for next year. 2015 Roadshow to the Philippines. Um, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, for Eric. I'll see ya. And Amber. Denouement. Oh, my gosh. I'm Jeff. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. See you next time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.